Live. Welcome back to the Digital Creators Podcast. We're in the studio with Myconic. What's up, Myconic? Thank you for having me. And um, Myconic is a Perth-based DJ and entertainment event director. Myconic owns Artesia Agency, an entertainment agency formed in 2021. Um, the one-year anniversary will actually be celebrated Sunday the 11th of December at the Art Gallery of Dubray Rooftop. So super keen for that. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Myconic's background, personal branding, uh, marketing yourself as a creative, Artesia agency, and more. So yeah, super keen. Awesome. Um, so yeah, like how how did you how did you get into like the DJ industry? How did you start? Um, yeah, what, what's your, kind That's of your story? Background, yeah, your background. Yeah. Um, I I've been doing this for a really long time. I started off as a little kid, um, music's been running in my family for, for so many years. Like, why myself? My whole life has been a, been a thing. Um, my dad, my family. Yeah, okay. Yeah, music's been um, in my family since since I was born. So um, I'd go, you know, around. Uh, my dad, you know, he's a singer. Um, my brother was an event coordinator and a DJ himself. So I kind of oh, yeah. took a leaf out of his book. Um, he taught me how to DJ at nine years old. From there, I started, um, I ran with it. I started playing house parties, you know, the usual usual um, path, and then started doing, like, under-18 events. So that was yep. a massive chunk of my background in um, entertainment. Um, but then I turned 18 and it started to get more serious. The conversation about what I want to do started to come up. Um, and, yeah, I finished school, um, got into, you know, the nightclub scene, um, and then from there, I realized that I really love branding. Yeah, and it went. It yeah. was beyond. It was this synergy of of music and the brand. Yeah, and then that that pivoted to all these other directions, which is events. After a while, so from being eighteen, getting into the event scene, going to uni, studying branding. Oh, you um, studied branding at uni. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. I just just graduated um, earlier this year, actually. Um, is that a course like branding or is it marketing? Marketing and advertising, marketing advertising. but um, yeah, it's pr- my primary, I guess, takeaway from that was br- the branding aspect of yeah. that of yeah. that degree. Um, yeah, because I got to say, like the one thing that I noticed about you that you're doing like super well is the personal branding. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, yeah, like the way it. you brand yourself, the way you um, market yourself, and then also you've seen you've taken that into like your agency as well. Mm-hmm. Just like super clean on point running so it's yeah super cool to see and um i think what a lot of uh listeners of this podcast can take away from this episode because i think we'll focus on a lot is that personal branding aspect because i think it's super important for creatives especially in today's age definitely i think that's the one thing that i guess will decide how far someone goes is is how they're perceived out there and that was something i've always i've always had a passion for identity and and curating a brand so when i started off djing it was you now i was i was naive i wasn't sure how i was doing things but i was just doing it. i knew oh like i want this to look like this i want you know a, a cool logo to represent my name and then it went from that to to in building entire identities like from from you know the photo style the video style what music because you know it all it all makes this big package that yeah that symbolizes you like what makes you you yeah. is all these little facets of you yeah. and, and that's something I, I it was subconscious at first but now i i, I recognize that and i've taken that and 
ran with that in all my projects. So yeah, brand's the most important thing. And um, if you're not taking it seriously now, and watch yourself level up when you do. Yeah, for sure. I always look at it like uh, as an artist, you kind of got to have, you actually have to have two things and it's almost like a balance between the two. You got to have the artistic ability, the skills, and then you got to know how to market yourself because I know a lot of, um, you know, creative people that they have that creative ability, but they don't, um, they don't really think of, you know, marketing themselves. So it kind of hinders them from actually making it in industry and getting like, you know, paid as a professional. 100%. Um, but then on the other end, there are people who like, you know, you can focus too much on the marketing, but like you got to have the creative skills as well to do it as well. 100%. You need the product to sell. Yeah, exactly. But if you don't have the product and you're trying to sell something, then you fall short there because you've got nothing to sell. Yeah. You know, it, it, you can have you, need you can have the look, but if you don't have the skills, then you're not going to really go. Yeah, there. yeah, and uh, yeah, you actually have to have the, have what you're trying to sell and sell it well. Yeah, and it's finding that that good you know middle mark to do both really good, and that's what you get better at over the years. Like you've got some of the, I mean, you can have some of the best creators, uh, mm. but if they don't know how to make what they create look good or yeah. tell people why they need it, just sell it, then, you know, they're not going to get it out yeah, there. No exactly. one's going to want to take that You're on. kind of going to be like a starving artist in a way. <laughs> yeah. Like if you don't know how to market it and sell it as a product. You'll fall, fall very short. Branding is what justifies high prices. Ju- branding is what justifies a someone to buy something. Mm. Like it, it, it's a massive statement of, of why people get what they get. Yeah, for sure. I think when you're just starting out as a creative, I think, you know, you, I don't think it's important to focus on like the marketing too much. Just like get your skills up, mm. learn it, like uh, spend the time doing that. But then, yeah, you're going to get to a point where, you know, you want to take it to the next level. You want to be professional and get paid doing it. And uh, I think especially in today's age of like social media, it's like super important to learn branding. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of artists you know, they miss out on opportunities because they don't learn, yeah, personal branding. So yeah. what was kind of the process for you for, you know, branding yourself? And like, can you talk about uh, the specifics of your brand? Yeah, absolutely. Well, just firstly, get good before you try to try to sell yeah. yourself. And by get good, I mean, naturally, it will organically lead to growth. But my, my journey, it's quite interesting. I started off... Like I said, I was under 18. I was in the scene. Um, I turned 18. I played for about a year in the scene and I realised how, I, I guess, I wasn't, my identity wasn't where it was at in terms of being an artist, in terms of having the right product. So mm-hmm. when, when, I, when I was saying earlier, you have to have something good to sell before you try to sell it, right? Um, I didn't have that. So I dropped off from the industry for a, a good year and a half so were years. you trying to um, market yourself before you had the skills? I or? was, but I wasn't happy with the brand. I yeah. wasn't happy with my direct. I didn't know my higher purpose at that point. Mm. I've come a long way since then. This was when I was about 19, 20. Yeah. And that, so that was a good four or five years ago. I didn't know my direction. I knew, I knew what I loved, but I didn't know my mission statement. And that was revealed to me over my time away. Yeah. Um, but I was, I, I stepped away and I, I said to myself, okay, I need to focus on, to, I think I'm, I, I consider myself good at what I do and 
Now, to take that next level, I need to work out how to sell it better. I stepped away, and then when I came back, I, 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 I built a small team to help me push my, push my brand. So I had someone on my, you know, designing content for me when I couldn't do it myself. Um, I had a videographer, I had a photographer, I had mentors, I had people to help me push a new direction. And then I came back into the scene with, I guess, a new bounce to me. I had new energy yep. to me. That I, I, I realised that it was so important to find my new identity and mm. work out how to sell that. And I did that. And that's what, I guess, helped me grow my brand and get to where I am today. I've got a long way to go, but at least now I've got the right framework to move. Yeah, you know? for sure. And it worked, it worked out. It started off all with making sure I was good at what I was doing and then working out how to sell it. And that's the most important thing. That comes into content, branding, it all, it all works hand in hand. Yeah, for sure. What, what age were you when you kind of took that step back? I was fresh 19. 19. Mm. Yeah, because I think uh, as creatives, it's important to give yourself that ability to take a step back in order to move forward. Um, yeah, 100%. You can, like I know a lot of creators can get sort of lost in the content, like, oh, if I stop what I'm doing, I'm not going to make as much, they think they're not going to make as much money or they're going to lose followers or likes, or like whatever. But yeah, it's actually, um, it's kind of like a long-term uh, strategy that you kind of have to partake in, which is like taking a step back, figuring out what you want, your direction, and then like going back out there with a sort of new direction. Yeah, definitely. Well, the thing is what some people might forget is that growth is organic. Like it, it's, it's a result of doing a good thing, right? Mm. And you need to do the good thing. And if you feel like you're trying to push something that's not a good product, then it will yeah. fall short and you won't grow. Um, I think it's obviously being consistent in it as well, con consistently putting out a good thing that will result in growth naturally. Um, but yeah, when you see something's not working, it does make sense to just pull back and say, okay, what am I doing wrong? How can I grow? There's, it's just, I think it's a, it's a smart way to go about being a creative. If something's not working, take a step back and recalibrate. It's not saying that you should change, your, change what you do in terms of what you create, but more so how to sell it differently. And that might mean a new brand strategy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um. Even for myself, like a couple of years ago, I did that. I took a step back. I chose a new direction and uh, and I went in that direction. And, you know, it was the right thing for me. I like, and uh, a couple of years later, I'm kind of in that position again almost where I'm like, I'm taking a step back now and I'm like figuring out like my next one, I'm going to go like even bigger and sort of harder. Mm. Um, so it's almost like it's going to be an ongoing thing, I think. I mean, huge brands do it all the time. They you know, rebrand themselves to like fit the, yeah. you know, social, land, like um, kind of what's going on in the yeah. world. They like rebrand themselves. So you I think to. even as creatives, we're always going to be in that process of redeveloping ourselves, redeveloping our brand. Um, and yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, taking that step back, recalibrating, it's something that everyone of all scale do you've got the biggest brands in the world they're always refreshing their brand they're always implementing new new aspects of their brand um and they're changing with the times and that's that's anyone that's all creators all creators have to do that or they will fall short and they'll find themselves stuck and not knowing where to go 
um, yeah, you do have to be mindful that the world won't stop and you need to you need to work out how to keep up with it. And if it means stopping for a second to yeah, recalibrate and work out what you really want, you you will you'll fall in love with it again, you'll find a new win and you'll keep up. It's you have to do it. Otherwise, yeah, you fall short. I just think uh, personal branding is one of the most difficult branding that you'll ever do because it's like you're literally defining yourself. You need to actually know exactly who you are and like that one thing that you want. It's it's actually not a lot of people know how like difficult that is. 100% it is. <laughs> so the, the thing is though, <clears throat> what I notice a lot of creatives do, and this is a pretty big point, um, they don't know how to differentiate their personal life with their personal brand. Personal brand, everyone has a personal brand, even non-creators. Right? It's just your identity um, and what makes up you. And I, I realise this, artists will post a lot of their personal life on a on a profile that should be their business. Yeah, I mean, it's like technically, no one cares about I mean, life. it's not that, it's just inconsistent to the messages they're trying to sell, mm. you know. One thing I started to do, I, I it was a non-negotiable for me when I, came back into the, into the scene, at least I started pushing for it again, um, was work out what my mission was and make sure all the pieces of content that I post, that I create, they align with they that. Align with that. Yeah. And, you know, I was, this comes in another context, I was working on other projects at the same time and I realised they didn't align with my brand and I, and I figured I'm spending energy and, and investing my time to this and it wasn't, serving me and i actually went to one of my mentors and i asked him i said um so should i be working on multiple projects at the one time or should i put all my eggs in one basket and just focus on the one thing and he said to me work on multiple projects but make sure they support the same vision and that was when i was recalibrating i was in that period i stepped back and from then on i I did that. I made sure everything that I did supported that one vision, mm. right? My mission statement. It, it supported that. Um, and, yeah, it, that goes in the context of creating a, an identity. Make sure everything supports that vision. If you're posting stuff that doesn't align with you, you're posting personal stuff, you're posting yeah. your, your mum's 50th birthday, or like... <laughs> I, it, it's wholesome, but maybe that's for the close friends, you yeah. know, not for the public profile. If you're trying yeah. to build a, you know, a fan base or, or just trying to build a, a platform where you want people to see what you're up to, well, if they're following you, they're following you perhaps because they know you, but those who aren't following you because they know you, they're following you because they're interested in what you've, you're yeah. doing, yeah. well, you need to be consistent with that and constantly serve them that. that. Exactly. To serve them what they followed you in the first place to see. Yeah, it's, it's almost like with your personal brand, you're creating content for people who don't know you and you're kind of promoting that one mission that you're on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I th even for me, like I've got, I've got a lot of, I've got a few Instagram accounts, but um, those accounts, you know, you, you have to post content that, yeah, serves that one goal for like whatever account. Like Yeah, 100%. 100% you need to be consistent with the message that you're trying to you, that you started in the first place. Mm. You're right. If each brand has its own goal, its own its own voice, 
you have to speak in that voice. You can't yep. constantly be swapping and talking about different things. As long as it has to align to some degree. Mm. Around. Is there anything um, like else that kind of helped you figure yourself out? Because for me personally, um, travel was a big thing for me, trying to like, you know, find find my identity, mm. um, finding out what I want to do. Um, also connecting with like new people, like-minded people, like surrounding myself with people that helps me do that. So is there any advice you can give to creatives that would help them, can help them um, find their personal identity and create their personal brand? Yeah. Well, you got to think why you got into it to begin with, right? That's the core. That's the root of all of it. Why did you start? You work out what you love and then you run with that. You You don't... You, you need to know exactly what you're doing it for. So know the core, the why. And then that will power, that will fuel the rest of your direction. So know the why. Yep. If you don't know the why, then that you will already, you're already stuck. Mm. Know the why, why, why you're doing this. And then work out who you want to sell it to, who's your audience. And then you can, your direction will come from that. Yep. Um, that comes in the style of content the the way you reach your audience like for me it was working out that you know i love music i love entertainment i want to bring something new to the space what is that new thing in my opinion i feel like perth is disconnected from the rest of the country over there it's extremely competitive it's the bar is really high so people are doing some crazy stuff not saying that perth isn't doing cool stuff perth is doing amazing stuff but over there, there's a high concentration, a high frequency of cool stuff. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, for so sure. So I want to bring that kind of high caliber entertainment from outside of home, bring it home. Yeah, for and sure. And when I realized that, all of a sudden, each move I made was because of that why. Now that I do that, it, it's authentic, it's easy for me the ideas come to me easier i know what i'm trying to achieve and i'm problem solving that way rather than just saying i love music i love this i want to make money i want to make you can't money. actually come from money either no you can't no if you if you're in it for the money you will fall on your ass a lot quicker because you realize you don't love it and then you realize you're not putting the hours in because you don't love it and then you just want to move on you might move on to the next thing oh if you're always chasing money you're gonna like move from this thing oh this is making more money also like clout as well or whatever you're like oh this is getting more attention i'm going to change it's like no you gotta have that like core you're gonna understand your own core values and you need it to come from there 100 percent. yeah yeah you definitely need to know the why that's my my biggest thing i guess my biggest point to make in terms of finding your identity is working out the why why you're doing it to begin with and then working out from the why how you're gonna how you're gonna get it out there and being consistent with that not not conflicting that with something that doesn't align with it it's in the context of content um anything the way the way you talk the way you dress the the way you where you go communicate it's like it's uh communication yeah it's um yeah like visual communication branding Mm. Yeah, um, but it, yeah, it ties into it. yeah everything. I mean, personal branding is highly associated. It's 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 closely associated with a brand 
in general, a business, a business brand. Yeah, it's, so it's basically, yeah, turning your self, your identity and what you do into business. Yeah, it, it is your business. It depends on, on your on your medium of art. But in, in my context, as a as an artist, my personal brand is is essentially my 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 business brand. Mm. People know me as Myconic now because I've pushed it, but they know Myconic as in they know my face. So I've I've kind of taken my personal brand in terms of Michael, I've taken that out of the picture mm. and put that fa- the, my, the the Myconic brand as my only profile. So people only know me as the one profile. And that's helped me helped me a lot with my growth. People know me, they know my face, but they know my face and my brand, my personal brand, and they tie it in with my business brand. And then from there, naturally work comes because people will associate that. They will know when they see me, when they hear about me, they know exactly what I do, what I'm about. And then from there, the, who knows where it leads to, you know, yep. opportunity comes. Like for me, if you, if you, if you put your personal brand in check, your, your business brand will, naturally grow as well it's yep. just another point of you know sure. all big all big brands have a face um and it's personal brand that ties so closely you look at a brand like tesla you think elon musk yep. you know, it's that it's face it's it's the personal it's his brand values his yeah. values are like when you think of um tesla yeah, you do think of elon musk and all his kind of values come into that brand and every other brand that he he does yeah and and that should be an example for any creator is if you see how powerful personal brand is to your business brand, then you should take that on board. Mm. And, and you know, you look at you look at any any big brand, even if they, let's say, an artist like Kanye West will go to any brand. If he straight away he puts his personal brand, him as Kanye, he goes to a brand that is not relevant. For example, all of a sudden that brand will be relevant because his his personality is him as a brand, yep. his personal brand, and any designer, they are what creates the value of the business brand in a sense. Well, yep, at least for it's, sure. it's a massive, massive influence over that. And yet that it can it can be a powerful thing when you know, when you have that personal brand, you can collaborate with other brands. Um, I'm just thinking of the World Cup now. There was um, there was an ad and I had like Stormzy in it so Stormzy has a personal brand and he's collaborating with Adidas for the World Cup so it's just like um you can also think of it that way like powerful things can happen when collaboration happens so as soon as a face goes next to an organization their I guess their um their momentum their growth their brand equity share is shared with the other brand Mm. So who you associate with, who you're, you're seen next to, all that counts as well to brand. Um, yeah. And uh, I also want to talk about Perth because there's like a lot of Perth creatives listening and um, you were saying you went overseas and you saw kind of the level of entertainment that was over there and you wanted to bring it here. Mm. Um, I'm kind of thinking the, thinking the same um, where – because a lot of people think of Perth and they think, oh, there's not much going on here in terms of creative – creativity they want to move overseas or move to melbourne or something like that and um i understand that but also from another standpoint there's a lot of opportunity here because it's not happening 100 percent. there's so so much opportunity um 
this is the this is so interesting when people say they want to move because they want to pursue their art. Look, not saying that it doesn't work. Um, not not saying that it won't lead to growth by moving or more growth. I have an interesting um, perspective on this. Um, I've got plenty of friends who have moved and they've seen insane growth. Um, but that comes from the from the context of networking. You go there to meet mm. people, but then you've got people who who live home and they're also killing it on a on a national national um a national level. I, I think we've got the internet. If you want to sell yep. something, you can sell it online, right? They're, it's just working out how to reach people. Moving away helps with networking. See, I landed my first interstate booking just by bouncing to and from the East Coast. And I met people that way. And then from there, I, I landed my, my first interstate booking. But it was here that I... Built it. Well, I, I guess kept the relationship going. I stayed in touch and that was how I made it. So once again, the internet won. So I think we have a city that you don't need to leave to, to grow. But in the context of growing our city, there's so much room for scale. So, I mean, if you love your city, you don't have to leave to be successful or to at least grow some kind of a brand. Yep. Um, and this is what I'm trying to do in our city. Uh, like, like you said, I'm trying to bring something from outside of home, international or even national, just from the East Coast, um, and bring it here to, to bring something new to the table for Perth. Um, look, a lot of cool shit comes from Perth. Uh, a lot a lot of people can agree you've got some insane artists that have moved into state because purely because of the demand they've got their labels and, and whatnot there sure but you, then you've got massive artists who they bounce around the world they do world tours you've got spacey jane they live in Perth, yep. you know but mm. they're doing world tours look i think there's a room for scale but it doesn't mean you won't be able to grow on a n- national international level you just need a really really good product something that a, a wider audience can appreciate um and then that's how you break out it's not by physically being somewhere else i mean it definitely helps because of from a net, like i said networking but yeah it's not the only way but um perth has a lot of room for growth and i want to tap into that i want to help our city be better um you know we're so disconnected from the rest of the city uh the rest of the, the rest of the country we're so disconnected from the rest of the country that the rest of the country or at least what i've heard when i go over there they they forget Perth exists. Yeah, you know that's true. Um, how many how many creators I've talked to from from Melbourne, from Sydney, and they they hear Perth and that you're from Perth and they're shocked. Whereas if someone from Melbourne was to go to Sydney, it's no big deal. Goes to show how disconnected. I guess geographically it's because they're disconnected, but culturally as well. And I figured if we're disconnected culturally, well then that means there's something to bring from there to here. Exactly. Um, and I guess what my brands that I've established, what their, guess, what their purpose is, is to bring that, that, that mission of bringing something new to the table. It's just like my platform. That's my, that's my way, my, my way of, of bringing that. Um, I actually haven't announced this to anyone, but in February I'm launching a little micro festival um, to actually serve that purpose so it's called lala it's a euro summer inspired mini festival and if it scales it scales it's the that's the dream yep. um 
but it's essentially looking at what they have over in Europe and then trying to emulate that here because no one's doing it. And I think we have, we need, we have that room for growth. I would love for something to be, to exist that like that here in 100%. Perth. And I figured, well, since no one's doing it and since it's what I love, I'm going to do it. And, you know, this is where my passion of brand building comes in. Exactly. This is what, where you know, my passion for building an experience comes in and, all of those just facets, all my interests come together and that's where I cultivate a brand. Um, and that comes in with Artesia, that comes in with anything I do, the Myconic brand even. I, I launched a little little um, extension of my brand called Myconic Archives and that's a really small circle private event uh, group. So yacht parties to mm. initially the an event I've got coming up, the, the one-year anniversary for Artesia, that was meant to be a Myconic Archives event, but I figured this is too big, this is too cool. I'm going to make this a, an anniversary party rather than just a small yeah. one-off event. But, um, yes, yeah, I just thought it would be insane to bring something to our city that we otherwise don't have. For sure. Um, I'm super excited. And, yeah, that was uh, – it's kind of – yeah, I guess that would be the next step for you and your brand, like you've got your personal brand, you've got the agency and yeah, I think naturally the next step would be a festival. Yeah. And I think it's amazing how you're bringing, you know, that sort of European festival culture to Perth. Mm. And uh, I think Perth or Western Australia is kind of like, we're very, we're quite, you know, this multicultural place. And I think just through the different creators that I've interviewed and through the different artists, um, there's something about bringing other cultures here and like expressing that here um, and just kind of, you know, embracing that multicultural element. For sure. I mean, we've got a lot of, a lot you, of reference you've points. You've got a Greek background, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of reference points. We've got the whole world to reference off. I feel like we're our own. Perth is almost a little town compared to all these bigger cities. And, I mean, with that in mind, we've got, a lot of larger scale places where we can be inspired by and bring that home. And that's, that's what I'm doing. That's been my mission now for a few years. And only really now I'm actually, I have that opportunity to start to chase that. And in a few years time, who knows where it will be, but at least now I can actually start to push that. I finally can, I can launch Lala. It's been two years in the making COVID obviously a factor there. The agency, um, you know, we're going into a year now. The Myconic brand is, probably going on to seven years now uh, of officially being Myconic. I've been my, the Myconic brand is only seven years, but DJing for a long time. Um, but I guess all of these years of you know, starting to compound on now, I've actually got the opportunity to start to chase that. Um, I guess it feels like that's the case because I guess the world's open again. Um, but now it's just one of those time like if not now then when type scenarios it's just go for it and yeah exactly i'm in that mindset right now i just want to start to start to do that brings bring stuff to the city and yeah don't wait anymore yeah for sure i think uh perth needs it and uh yeah i think uh, i saw that event that's coming up on sunday 11th just like the artesia um anniversary it's happening at the art gallery west in australia and um i think it would just be something cool for like just a whole lot of creatives to come to celebrate, celebrate other creatives and just um, it's a rooftop party, you know, yeah. it's going to have this amazing view of the city. Next level. Um, and yeah, you, you know, Artesia is going to put on a show. So um, I'll put, 
you know, links and stuff in the description as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm super keen for that event. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you there, man. It's going to be something really exciting. I think when you think of a rooftop party, at least in Perth, you don't know what to think. You might think of some bars that are on a rooftop, but they're in, indoor. But then you have a space like Art Gallery of WA, newly renovated. I'm, I don't quote me on this. I think only a year of being yeah, around. I think it was, yeah, yeah and, and it's a space that not many people know about. But it's next level. It's the commercially largest, commercially available largest rooftop in yep. WA. So you've got a space that overlooks everything. Look, you can see the hills, you can see the museum, you can see Perth, the, the skyline. You can see everything from this space. And then you know, I was just walking one day and I said, you know what, I want to throw a rooftop party. Yeah. You know, I thought something needs to be different. Like I said, I want to bring something new to the city. No one's doing a rooftop party at the moment. I want to throw a rooftop party. Exactly. And um. And then it was creeping up to a year of the agency. And I, and I said, I want to throw a big party for one year of the agency. And then, yeah, I said, okay, this, this is working out. It's working itself out. And then. Yeah. It's also, also the fact that it's in like basically the creative hub of Western Australia, the art gallery. So it's like a lot of symbolism there as well. It I is. Yeah. Cool, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're celebrating, we're celebrating a year of elevating Perth artists. Yep. It's, you know, we've got 15, musicians now on board the agency and wow. we're celebrating a year of of elevating them um serving wa in the context of entertainment you know it's it's someone needs someone to perform at their event exactly to service their event in any context to, to uh, you know there's let's say when we had this happen more than once now um an international artist is coming to our city and they want locals on board. They want local entertainment, that local appeal. Um, Artesia, for example, Sick Kick was yep. coming to, on tour to Australia. Artesia was servicing um, the lineup for their local entertainment. And it just, it's, it's refreshing to, to see another platform exist for Perth entertainers. You know, if, it exists to serve it. Yeah, I, I think uh, just having the idea of a collective um, which can help elevate, like, everybody up, you know what I mean? It's kind of the, it's the same concept with this podcast. Like, bring people together and, like, we can all elevate, Absolutely. you know? I think that's why we resonate with each other <laughs> because we, we have a similar mission of, of elevating others. Um, it's important. And, and we see we see other. the value in Perth as well. We see the value in the city and the creative. So yeah, absolutely. I, I I asked this question to myself: Should I just leave? Should I just go to to Sydney? I, I love Sydney. I love Melbourne. I recently went to Melbourne, um, and I thought I could easily fit in. My style of music is exactly what they play over there. Not so much here uh, that my style, um, but over there it is. So what kind of snapped me into 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 the right headspace was that um i figured perth is is what needs to be elevated rather than just retreating and that's my my mission really is to, is to do what i can alongside other other creatives like yourself there's so many people in, in the city that are trying to push perth and that i think that's an awesome thing and, and seeing others do that you straight away I resonate with them and straight away I want to help them as well, um, which is 
which is why I even wanted to come here to begin with. I saw what your mission was and I thought it would be awesome to you know, say my part and, and see, you know, what contribution I can have to the creative community. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's up to us individuals as creatives to do that. Like we see the potential um, and, you know, we need to get our, you know, to get that out there and inspire other creatives to do the same and like cultivate that creative community and yeah. uh, support each other and i think that's how we can make perth like this amazing creative space um because sure. yeah we really do have so much potential i think i think we're already killing it i just think we need more of it you know there's some insane stuff coming out of our city some insane mm. creators you've yeah. got some of the best videographers some of the best photographers yeah for sure insane clothing brands that are, that, that i work quite closely with um insane musicians like there's so many from wa i think we just need more of a platform and yeah. that's what we all need to contribute to um and people will notice i mean people already do notice when i go over over east and i'm wearing for example a cabinet noir bomber jacket and someone's recognizing that it goes to show that perth is Although we're geographically isolated, we still can break out of out of the state. You know? I think I think we're almost forced to be the best creators because we have to be that good to like get out there because we have um, certain limitations. Definitely, we have to make more noise than yeah exactly. than the rest of the we're city. Um, look, we'll always be disconnected from the rest of the of the country, but you know, I think it's our responsibility as Perth creators to do to. To contribute to our city and that's i guess what we're both doing yeah i think also people don't really understand that creatives in this city are kind of a minority and i kind of started realizing this just from i did some um little fashion vid videos lately just because you know I'm, i want to post uh, create content around different creative industries so i'm like doing little uh what people are wearing in perth yeah, and sick. uh it's good, like, you get a lot of, like, positive comments. So, so I met, like, this one guy had, like, a cool, nice, like, fit on or whatever, did a little video, and, yeah, people coming, oh, it was good. But then there was just, like, unbelievable amount of haters. And, actually, that that happened in another video I did of these, um, you know, young teenagers who had this, like, cool fit on, and I, like, did a video. But, man, there were a lot of haters, like, from Perth just hating on that. So <laughs> It's a shame. It's a shame. I think people just trying to express themselves and being shut down. It's It's pretty lame, but... You know, it's always hate is always going to exist. It's just working out how to manage it and ignore it, but also use it to fuel you, to motivate yeah. you. Not in a not in a negative context, in a positive way. If you've, I mean, we all we all get it. Um, I definitely have had my fair share, but I've used that and run with it and made it my strength. And you know, it's it's good to have that feedback. Yeah, I think. Um so oh, I think you got to identify um, constructive criticism and just hate. Hate. It's I a big difference. Yeah. yeah. So constructive criticism. I think it's important for all creatives to like actually take constructive criticism on board. Like, sure. I I really value people's feedback, and I um, th I think you know the constructive feedback is the best because it's showing you you know what you need to do to improve. Whereas if everyone's like just complimenting you all the time on what you're doing, you don't really, you know, you can't really take that aboard. You're just 
Like, yeah, the constructive feedback, you know, like use that. Yeah, I mean, you can get feedback from, from just the, if you're posting on your TikTok and you've got some random, just like in, in your context and someone's hating, even the, the, that hate will always be around. Not, and not constructive, I guess, feedback. I'm talking hate. Yeah. That will always yeah, be yeah, around. Yeah. How many, I've posted some, some reels or some TikToks myself of me creating a live mashup, for example, and someone's shitting on it. And I'm like, well, I'm just doing my thing, man. Yeah. And, and then because of the feedback he gave, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to do more. Like, I'm, yeah. I, just, I, I enjoy it. Other people are enjoying it. Yeah. And if that's the case, I mean, that's inevitable. You're always going to get hate. But, I mean, it's, it's knowing creative feedback, um, creative criticism, constructive criticism. Um, I guess you can seek that from the right people. You don't need a just general feedback from the, the public you can that's where having a mentor comes in so uh, having a, a some other creators as friends helps like you can lean on them for that constructive feedback um yeah you know looking at the response that you get the hate from the public uh, from randoms complete randoms have nothing better to do with their time those people are hating they're just that's just a natural result of being seen yeah, and just people are always going to have different opinions. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, here in Perth, like, if you compare Perth to, say, Melbourne, I guess, or even more so, like, New York City, which is, like, create a very creative capital, like, there's, you know, more creatives. That I think you would, if you put out some work here, you would get more hate here i think than in say those creative places because yeah. um maybe they just don't understand or there's like less like-minded people there's definitely more yeah. people out there and by out there i mean anywhere else but perth um more creators there's a high concentration of them so i guess it's there's maybe less of a stigma out, out there. yeah I mean, yeah i, I think I, so I, I it's a shame but i mean we're just a uh, just a small city and that's always going to be a thing where, where there's less money going around the creative industries here in Perth, that you're going to get less people who are creative or at least pursuing the art. And when you have less people pursuing the art, you will have more people hating. Different opinions and hating yeah. and not understanding where we're coming from. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah, I think that's why it's important for us creators in Perth, like stick together, support each other, help each other out, like cultivate the community. We'll all go up. Definitely. Uh, we all have to help each other and support each other. And I, I I definitely think that's what we need to do for our city. And we need to definitely push that. And um, so you went to, was it Melbourne recently? Melbourne and Sydney, yeah. Melbourne and Sydney. So, Melbourne yeah, t- Sydney. tell us about that. How did that um, come about? Yeah, so um, over the last two years, I've been bouncing to and from um, Sydney. I've been going to Fashion Week every year. Um and that's been insane. I've met so many cool people. A lot of met a lot of friends. And um, is that to play for Fashion Week or just to just attend? To and I, I said to myself this year. So at the beginning of this year, I, I said to myself, I set it a goal that I really want to play interstate. It was my my dream that I wanted to get booked somewhere. Um, and naturally, um, just putting out content, playing plays, places. Um, building my brand, that opportunity did come. Um, I 
was booked for uh, Wow Wow Super Club at Ivy Nightclub, um, and the Social, which is another pla- uh, another insane platform, which I think it's worth um, all Perth creators looking at. It's essentially a platform designed to bring creators from around Australia together. So um, Veronica and Danny um, booked me to perform at The Social uh, in October and by chance the the Ivy booking and The Social were on the same night. Um, But I brought some of the homies down with me. We we went to Sydney and then we said we're going to go to Melbourne as well. So we want to meet whoever we can possibly meet in melbourne um we met some really really cool people people that you know just just a pleasure to be around this awesome awesome guys um yeah it it was an insane experience it was something that definitely every time i travel and i'm sure you can agree you recalibrate you 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 it's like a yeah another wind of like you you come back and you want to work you want to you want to just go crazy um that's why i travel as much as i can um Obviously, it needs to serve me, but I moved. I moved. I travelled to Sydney and Melbourne with a with meaning, with purpose, and I knew that I just wanted to just, I guess, assess the landscape over there and make friends. Yeah, and I did that. I've made a lot of friends over there now, and and you know, like how I've gone there and they've supported me. I want to return that favor. And when they come here, I want to look after them as well. You know, um, I think that is what will build a bridge for, for Perth to the rest of, of the country. And yeah, I think connect, we need to, you know, put a bit more emphasis on us reaching out, you know, to people in Melbourne or Sydney and like saying, Hey, if you're coming over, like let's connect or 100%. yeah, I think that's what maybe something I want to focus on as well is, you know, if there's any creators coming from Melbourne or Sydney or wherever in Australia, um, I want to ha- have you on the podcast or like, let's, you know, let's connect. You know, yeah. I think we've got to cultivate that as well. It's One of my other, I guess, mission statements was to build a bridge from here to the rest of the country. Um, and that's why I'd, I've been traveling a lot um, and wanting to play in the state, just to expose my brand um, in the state. But then, give that opportunity, I guess, for interstate to, to have eyes on Perth. Mm. People, there's no reason to look at Perth at the moment, or it might be, but at least there's not a, I mean, you look at big cities and say, oh, there's more, there's more work there, so I'm going to go there. There's no reason why someone over there would come here. Yeah, exactly. You know? yep. That can change, that can be destigmatized if there are cool things happening here. Mm. And there are cool things that occasionally do happen here. Um, for example, in my my context and what I'm trying to do with my mini festival, um, I want to bring people from interstate to come. You know, the, the people that are playing in the nightclubs, the biggest super clubs in in the East Coast, I want to bring them to Perth so yep. they have that platform to reach to, to be exposed to a Perth market, yep. and then in turn they'll meet people in Perth and they'll connect, and then it's inevitable that some of them will go interstate and i know there are a few artists off the the top of my head that do have work interstate but i want that to i would love for that to be more more prominent i mean obviously flights and travel time all all are counted but 
you know, there's no reason why, there's no reason why that that, that bridge can be built also, a bit more. What are your thoughts on this? Because uh, I went to Bali uh, a few weeks ago now, and uh, yeah, again, there's something about travel where you just go over. You're not necessarily thinking about it when you come back. You like yep. get all these new ideas and motivations. But what I saw in Changu was that there is this international market because so many people from all over the world are going to Bali, going to Changu. And uh, recently I had a guy, um, Chunky, on the podcast and I saw he just opened up a new store in Bali for his brand, his streetwear yeah, brand. Yeah, um, And even before I knew about that, I was like, just had this realisation that Bali has this international market and there were there are acts from, you know, the US going to Bali for the clubs. And on top of that, the club scene's like amazing. They're like every single night there's something it's on, something popping, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you have these huge US acts coming to Bali. So they're flying all the way there, but, you know, not to here. So it's it's be interesting to build a bridge there because that's like our neighbour. For sure. I think we're definitely, we're definitely changing like you look at some of the major music festivals that are coming into the into the city, and then you look at like Fisher, for example. One artist alone is pulling crowds of over ten thousand. You know, like you look at those that when that does come to Perth, it shows that it does work, and then people outside of Perth will see that and they'll say, "Oh, we want to tap in as well." Um, but in Bali's context, it, it's a it's a holiday hotspot. So, I mean, there's. There's the traffic there already. So you've got super venues, super clubs that have the traffic and they've got the budget to bring artists over. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have we have some really cool venues here in Perth, but it's more of a, I guess, a traffic thing. We, yeah, need, for we sure. need numbers. Yeah. You have some insane acts that come through that sell out and that's what we want. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for the more frequent, um, to have m- more frequent international scale artists to come through you know it's it it's a culture thing you need more people to be getting around it you know yeah um in in bali they can afford to do every night a massive headline or a massive show and it's popping because it's your holiday and people everybody there's basically wants to go party and yeah it's it's designed it's a space it's a space designed to enjoy yourself in perth yeah can enjoy yourself in Perth, but it's it's a it's not like specifically for that. Not purpose. an entertainment city, yeah. And that's what I'd like to see change, yeah. Um, and it will with the right with the right moves mm-hmm. it will contribute to that change, yeah. For sure. And with this uh, micro festival, um, what's it? Is it called Lala? Lala, yeah. Yeah. So, can you tell us more about that? Like the whole branding and ideas behind it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went to, I've been to a few sp- cool events, nightclubs, festivals even in Europe and I just wanted something that was like that, that kind of wind to it. I wanted that in Perth um, and I created this brand. How would you describe that wind or it's, that energy? It's a Euro summer inspired music festival and of course starting out it will be smaller but I'm bringing artists from interstate that align with that message so you've got artists in in sydney who play at tropicana mykonos they already bring their sound to greece for example well i'm going to bring that sound to perth so rather than being 
Mykonos. It's going to be in Perth. Um, and then just the general feel of the festival. So the aesthetic of it, it's going to be white, white linen. You've got white yep. couches, cabanas. Okay. You've got, you know, cool stage, the, the graphics on the screen. The, just the brand will feel summer. It will feel Euro. Yep. It will feel like something outside of home, which is the mission. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what kind of mixes or what kind of music and what kind of vibe, I guess, like, would yeah. you play? So what the, the, I guess the direction of music for that event, it will start off more commercial hip-hop, R&B, party, move into more house music, yep. tech house, Euro house, deep house. And then as it gets later, more techno. So it's popping. There's, dope, a, there's a massive, there's a massive wave the right now sunset. with techno and some amazing ad- uh, um, artists coming out of Adelaide who have this insane sound. That's, um, to be honest, Adelaide's killing it in the music scene right now in Australia. Um, I want to bring artists from, from Adelaide and Melbourne, bring them to Perth to play that sound and I guess expose Perth to that style. Because when I play, the, I play this... The, the East Coast sound right now is minimal. It's techno. It's it's very housey. I bring that sound to Perth. I play it when I play it. Mm. Butterfly, Magna, Metros. Part of your branding, yeah. Yeah. Yep. When I play it, people are new to it. They're, they're, they're shocked when they hear it. They, they hear a bass line. And they're, even outside, uh, the, the Australian sound, like that techno sound that, that's coming out of Australia is, is, is popping. Even I had a, uh, it was the, a gentleman from, America. He was working on tour, um, the Fisher tour, and we're in the car. Some other dudes are in the car. We're driving. We're just showing each other music, and I showed him the sound that's being played in the East Coast, and he heard it, and he's he was just in awe. He was it was. Is so it shocked. a new sound? It's just or? techno. It's just it's just but it's per, it's per, it's a it's a it's an East Coast sound, and it's just popping and. People like I mean, in the even in the international, um, I guess, music landscape. Is there one artist popping. maybe I could play now? Tazi, yeah, Tazi sounds. His music is fire. You spell that? Even um, Vana sounds from Perth. He's also bringing that sound to um, to to Australia. Search up La Vita by um, Vana by Alyssa, produced by Vana. So uh, La Vita. And then search up Tazi. That's from the more techno. Um, Levita is more. Is it on SoundCloud or Spotify? Sound, or? Uh, Spotify. Okay. So. Go Levita. I want to show you Vana's um, latest production. Levita by Alyssa. Yeah. So this is co-produced by an artist over in the East Coast and Vana from Perth. I probably have to I'll just connect my phone to it. So yeah, yeah tell us about. The track a bit more, so it's La Vida by Alyssa. Yeah, it's got that Euro feel to it. That's the sound I want to have earlier in the night, kind of the middle sunset period, which fits beautifully with the whole house vibe. Oh, wait, connected to the wrong thing. It's chill, all good. Shout out Vana Sounds
So it's yeah. Wait for the drop. That's the signature sound. It's the drop, and and this is the sound I guess that's popping out. It's huge over east and artists like Alyssa from Sydney. She's an artist that fits into that style of music, and she's climbing that wave with yeah. it. Um, yeah, Varna's producing sounds like this. Um, it's fire. It's fire. Oh, that style of drop. It's a very Euro. Yeah, vibe. that's the sound that I would love to have. Um, and then for the more techno-y sounds, the sound that's really popping off, you yeah. got artists like Restricted, um, artists like Tazzy. Tazzy sounds is 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 that that style. It, those artists, they're bringing that sound. They're making it more prominent. And you're seeing that sound start to take over. Um, just techno in general is starting to take over. It's like big room, that, that, that mainstream big room sound is becoming more techno-y. It's like yep. commercializing. Mm. So artists like Hardware, one of the biggest um, electronic producers in the world, DJ Mag, top 100 uh, producer, went from big room, now he's producing techno. And, and he's making tracks, signing um, tracks uh, from Will Sparks. He's also piloting that genre. And so all of a sudden that's like the new sound is this heavy, hard-hitting techno. Mm. And I think we need that in Perth. And that's what I want to bring to the bring to the table, bring it yeah, um, through my sound, through my sets, bring it to Lala, bring it to the Artesia Rooftop Party. Yep. Just bringing that new sound and that high energy, this performance style set. That I think we need that. For sure. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, especially something in Perth that is amazing is our, you know, we live in the West. We have some of the most amazing sunsets in the world. I can imagine, you know, just a festival like that, music like that, just hitting with like the sunset vibe yeah, maybe yeah. by you know the the river or the ocean or something like that as well just the, sh- the rooftop mate the rooftop the rooftop the being city on that rooftop while the sun is setting and then seeing the skyline just glowing yep. orange and just hearing that sound it's all about it's like creating just creating experience for people 100% yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely it's all about creating something that something memorable and i think people want that people are ready for events just crazy events that's why summer's the best it's, you can got that opportunity the good weather the open skies to good do vibes, that, yeah to exactly do that. yeah yeah um my iconic thank you so much for coming on the podcast um amazing to talk to you about um your brand our teacher agency um this upcoming festival as well um super keen for everything you got coming out thank you brother really appreciate it thank you for having me on board and um, yeah, make sure you check out the link below for Myconics Link Artesia Agency, and uh, hope to see you at the um, event on the 11th of December. As well.